Welcome back to CCM Madness, the podcast that takes on the Christian music tournament. We have contemporary Christian music artists in a bracket divided into four regions, and we're going through each region to determine who is the lord of the dance, the ultimate, the champion of contemporary Christian music. We've already gone through the Pioneers and Crossovers region. Amy Grant came out into the final four in the rock alt and metal region under no uh mxpx made it through i was looking at my bracket i was not looking at the official Ooh. i i wasn't looking at the official bracket the official <laughs> sneaky, bracket sneaky. Uh, mxpx made it through and today's episode we're going through the youth group region which this could be the most hotly contested division because it is so personal i think to each of us uh once again i'm paul we have mark katie, katie. hello what's up and we are we're, we're gonna dive right into this because we know it's gonna be a a barn burner of a time here <laughs> getting oh, yeah. through all this so yes. to uh preface again we all grew up in church our dad's a pastor and was a worship pastor and so we all grew up in the youth group era i graduated high school in 2000 i graduated in 2003 and i graduated in 2005 so again, my youth group time was much more in the 90s era of stuff. Uh, and then again, all the way into those 2000s. Again, again, we all went to college right after that too, which again, th th there's a little crossover. I think our musical tastes change when we get into college a little bit. I know ours have been thinking, especially like those middle school, early high school years was definitely a different vibe than the end of college. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh man. So this is good. All right. Who who Katie, you want to go through and uh list off what let the people know who is in the bracket? What are these matchups? Yes, let's go down the list. Um, we have the number one seed DC Talk against 16 seed Family Force Five. We got eight seed Delirious question mark <laughs> against the nine seed the OC Supertones. Uh, five seed third day against 12 seed cutlass four seed jars of clay against oh it's kind of blurry 13 <clears throat> the 13 seed grits uh six seed newsboys versus 11 seed five iron frenzy three seed reliant k against 14 seed hawk nelson seven seed audio adrenaline versus 10 seed david crowder band Two seed Hillsong United versus 15 seed Kademan's Call. That's pretty stacked. That's pretty stacked, guys. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones in there. There's a lot of good ones. Definitely youth groupie. Uh, but again, just with our own experiences, too, like there's a lot of bubble teams, a lot of groups that didn't make the cut. And interested to know for you guys, who are the people that aren't on this list that you really remember as like youth group like in the van in the youth room in the hundred what was in the hundred disc changer oh, for you yeah. guys at youth group man for me i remember the juliana theory was in there for sure we we made a youth group trip to see the juliana theory and something corporate <laughs> at the granada like in 2002 or three uh so yeah the, the juliana theory was a big one for me that was missing out of this one um i mean it's not a ton but there was a few like lifehouse and creed <laughs> that could have oh, been like yeah. crossover oh, sure. bands or youth group bands i mean 
it was kind of funny playing, you know, with arms wide open at, you know, church. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Now looking back at it, it's Scott Stapp. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I could go on about Scott Stapp and how he tried to sue me once, but I won't do that on this podcast. Oh, That's got to be a special bonus episode later. Yeah, we, we can do that at another day. <laughs> <laughs> that could take a little while. That's amazing, Katie. Who is who else was in your uh, your era? Um, the first one that came to mind was Plus One. Yeah, very good Christian boy band, with, did, who I was obsessed with. We did the music video for Plus One at youth group at one youth time. Group. Yes, I remember you, and I can't remember. What Jeremy Holthouse, okay. uh, Ryan Schott, yeah. uh, David Koss, uh, was Derek Heathcote in that, I think? I think Probably. Derek was in that. Probably. Jared. Yeah. So I... Hunter. That, yeah, those are, that plus one was definitely one that was very youth groupy for me. We we loved, we loved those boys. Um, other ones I thought of were Rebecca St. James yeah. um, was someone who I listened to. I feel like more middle school uh, or junior high. Um, Jennifer Knapp. Mm-hmm, definitely. Oh, yeah. Kansas Love album. So yes. Good. Yes. So our Kansas good. girl. She's great. She is missing mm. from this list. And that is. Yeah. Sad. That's a she, shame. That's a shame. a shame. Um, Plank Eye. I think that was one of my first CDs oh. that I ever had. Plank yeah. Eye. Who I hadn't thought of in. Mm. decades i don't know it was a long time um sonic flood was the other one that i yes. thought of sonic, um, flood, sonic flood i feel like we were more sonic flood than delirious like they yes. were yeah. you know same ish but for our church especially like yeah. yeah sonic flood was in heavier rotation and could have replaced delirious on this list for yeah. us sonic flood played at challenge a couple times i think when we went yeah katie yes. i believe that's right yeah christian conference yeah and that, yeah, Christian Youth Conference. So that got me thinking about Christian Youth Conferences. And there's one band that no way would make this list because unless you went to a Christian Youth Conference, you wouldn't know who they are. And that is the two gentlemen known as Lost and Found. Yes. Oh, yes, of course. And they, I mean, because talking to other people, once I got to college and talking to people from different denominations, they're like, know who they were. They played some little churches that did conference. It was the two guys, the bald guy that kind of reminded me of like Billy Corgan a little bit. Um, yeah. Even in his voice too. And then uh, the guy with the big hair that played yeah. guitar and stood on one leg. And they had the Slinky song, Slide yes. Girl. Slide um, the, girl other, the other song where they said, damn, and everybody like got quasi offended. <laughs> like if they sang it live um which was great but that was they were all i mean that was in the van we were playing their song i had the slide girl t-shirt like they were staples of the youth group circuit there in the 90s didn't we do slide didn't you girls have like a slide girl like shirt or something like that at one of the challenges i feel like they played it a challenge oh they definitely did i but uh, it was so long. Like if you made some, Probably, like some yeah. like I think we made, they made like blue yeah. shirts. Yes, yeah. They're like red and blue. blue. Yeah. That's what slide girls do. And I had just the, the official slide girl t-shirt. People are like, why do you have a women's uh, restroom sign on your <laughs> shirt? It's like it's a it's a band in a song and you wouldn't know them. But that that was the one that was like, no way mm. that's gonna make a list. Yeah. But oh, honorable honorable Hon- mention. For honorable sure. mention for Lost and Found when it comes to youth group songs. Um all right, should we should we dive oh, in here? Oh yeah, thrice too. By the way, oh they, they could have been in the metal album group. Yep, also, and but for me, 
Yeah, and I they I didn't get into them till way later than I should have, but I listened to Thrice like they're in my daily playlist now again still too. Uh, and Matt Carney, that's another one that again could have been in the crossover mm. as well, and also was you know end of youth group era for me um, too. So, whew, all right, guys, youth group again. This is this is the nostalgia. This is heavenly, uh, you know, heavenly mm-hmm. personal. And so for this, most of what. I was doing was like, who, who were we listening to? Like, who was I going to listen to in that era? You know, there might be a little bit of now mixed in, but for the most part, I wasn't looking at, you know, stats and dove awards and albums sold. I was looking at who was our youth group jam bands. How did you guys approach it? Same, totally same. This is, this is the one that really got me a little bit like, because for me, it was like kind of in between right before I was in youth group and youth group, and they were kind of colliding together. So like some of these, when they get to the Sweet 16, Elite Eight, like I still, as we're going through it, I might be changing it. That's how tough it is for me. <laughs> yeah, I agree. This It's definitely all about the nostalgia here for this round. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's start with the number one seed. No surprises, the number one seed. We have DC Talk, the three guys out of Liberty University. We got Kevin Max, we got Toby Mack, we got and Michael. That's who I, Michael Tate. That's who I was. Michael Tate, who's now the lead singer of Newsboys. But we're gonna get into that later. That's that's coming down the line. We're gonna talk all about that. Versus um, Family Force Five, who is like ultimate hype band. They were always like the openers at the big like winter jam concert type things they had you know cray button was their big song played at the beginning of youth group while you're playing the games and everybody's getting all wild and crazy hitting the cray button but for me i gotta go dc talk they were one of my first big concert events rock concerts the jesus freak tour remember taking getting jesus freak before going to our surge 95 in denver was right when that came out was december 95 took it with me had jesus freak on like in my headphones riding the elevator like full blast like i didn't know you know it was a rip off of nirvana but it it definitely rocked and again all the stuff that they've done easy win for me in this first round for dc talk yeah i have to agree with you there um dc talk definitely uh an an easy win here i think we had the free at last cassette tape we did essentially um playing in our car all the time you know jesus freak i'm pretty sure i had like a jesus freak journal or like you know memorabilia that those kinds of Mm -hmm. things um and so yeah this one was easy easy win to go with dc talk I was trying to think uh, about Families Force 5, and I don't even remember if they were like around when I was in youth group. They might have been, or they might have been a little bit later on, but I never really was into Family Force 5. Uh, I, kn- I knew who they were. I think my friends in Queens Club toured with Family Force Five. <laughs> yeah, they formed in 2005. So again, that was that would have been college for us, the end of high school for Katie. Yeah, and again, they were definitely like just that opening band that get up, get everybody hyped. Yeah, so I I was never really into them because of that. 
And DC Talk, like you said, I mean, from Free at Last to Jesus Freak to Supernatural, that's just a trio right there. And I mean, you don't even want to get in a new thing. You don't even want to talk about that because... <laughs> I know Kevin Max doesn't. <laughs> I know. Like, that's, I mean, that's why I actually don't want to talk about it. I don't, I don't really like it all that much, but uh, it's kind of a corny album. But other than that, I mean, I mean, Free at Last was a game changer. Jesus Freak was a game changer in the Christian music world, at least. I mean, I remember Mike Sweeney walking up to the plate. He, Kansas City Royal great. Mike Sweeney would walk up to the plate to Jesus Freak. Yep. Like, uh, that was always cool. And then, I mean, Supernatural was just like, I think that hit in 99, uh, right around the turn of the century. And so that was like classic for me, junior high, right before going into ninth grade. And that had a that had a crossover hit too on it. Which one was I'm trying to think of which uh, one it would have been. Uh, dun, 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 my friend. Uh um, Oh yeah, my friend so long. <laughs> my friend so long. Yeah. Yeah, that a music video for it, which was pretty cool, got some play, and then that got some yes. radio airplay as well. I I remember the ambulance yep. in that music yep. video. So yeah, that I mean, yeah, DC Talk was a jam. And they still are a jam. I sometimes randomly just they just pop up, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna go listen to their greatest hits now. So I mean, they did the cruise. The cruise sold out when they the cru- got I know. back together a couple of years ago for the cruise. I was hoping it would be a full tour, but I'm yeah. I'm going DC Talk first round. All right, easy easy pass there for DC Talk in the first round. Next up, Delirious question mark um, or the OC Supertones? I'll I'll go last on this one. <laughs> I think um, for me, I this one wasn't too hard, I think, just because, again, of what we grew up listening to. Delirious definitely had their hits. I think it was like, Did You Feel the Mountains Tremble? And I Could Sing of Your Love Forever, which are definite youth group songs. I We sang those all the time in youth group. I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure I still know all the lyrics, even mm-hmm. though I haven't sang them in years um but uh but i had to go with the oc supertones the ska mm-hmm. it's just we listened to, and that's definitely your guys's influence on me i don't think i would have chose that growing up but you know i you guys listened to it so i thought it was cool um and i remember didn't we see them um at a sem- seminar in the rockies we did Okay, I was gonna say I I remember seeing them there. And mom skanked along. That's right. We got mom. We got mom to skank. We got mom. She was skanking. Make it to the beat. (laughs) And they're the super tones. I I remember. I think grandpa and grandma like gave us all their tickets because I think we had like four tickets per concert or something like that. So you had to kind of like switch on who was going on which night. Mm -hmm. And they were like, "You guys can all go to that one. That's fine." (laughs) Yep. (laughs) We're like, "Yeah, let's go." (laughs) Man, but man, as you were saying that. Katie, I was just thinking over the mountains and the sea, your river lines with love for me. I don't know. Like, are, were they British or am yes, I just they making were, that up? All right. Cause like in my head, I hear British accents whenever I think of them. So I guess I wasn't wrong with that, but uh, yeah, I'm going OC Supertones. I mean, from what is it? Self-titled to Supertones Strike Back. Uh, that was the youth group jams. They had Chase the Sun, which I also bought, I believe, when I was in junior high. I guess I also got to shout out another band who did not make this in into the uh, tournament here. Probably a first four out band, the Insiders. Man, yep. they were a good ska band too, but 
the OC Supertones were the jam. And uh, another, we were talking about uh, MXPX with their uh, baseline for Chick Magnet. Another one was Unite yes. by uh, the Supertones. Yeah. Yeah, that was like my jam. Like I got which was bass. which was also ripped off from another uh, band, I believe, too. Was as it? was the the Supertone Strike Back. The bum, 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 bum. I was like, oh, it's so cool. Oh no, that was like Metallica, dude. But uh, oh, it's all nice. right. <laughs> we didn't know any better. We were youth group kids. That's right. <laughs> I, I all I gotta say is Supertones Strike back just like yeah. leia's father you hit me back i can go through the whole song i can go through the whole song to. too i don't um, want to get sued yeah don't we don't have the that. music rights we don't have the rights for that <laughs> um yeah super tone strike back came out in 97 um i got that album that summer at uh iyc 97 which was the free methodist youth conference at colorado state the big national one i got that album there that's when i first heard them and it was it was done for me at that point it was super tones all the way i had the uh scott robics did you ever do that workout with me mark i don't did think we ever so. do that in the basement oh man i, I still I, do <laughs> i do that to the first cd where like in the summer like for training and stuff i would oh, do yeah. it so it was like a mix of skanking jumping up and down i do it with weights burpees. and i just go through burpee no just do the first album because you do like the low skank and then you do like the middle skank and the high skank and then jump 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 and i was exhausted but it was also great training for uh shows for, for those who well. don't know what skanking is, it's a dance move. Uh, yes. If you're just listening and you've never skanked, you uh, do a little yeah. – two, basically, it's a two-step. <laughs> you just go back and forth, and uh, you move your arms, and there you go. Opposite arm to opposite leg. Yes. And there you go. But, yeah, easy easy win there for me as well for the Supertones. Uh, ride or die, Supertones. Strike back. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, five versus 12, we have two – Two bands here, Third Day, um, mm -hmm. who um, I think around our youth group time started transitioning more into their worship phase mm -hmm. um, in our in that day. And then Cutlass, mm -hmm. who started off very rocking and then also eventually went more worshipy. Yeah. So, Mark, what were your thoughts on, on Third Day Cutlass? This is a classic 12-5 matchup where you're looking for the upset. You know, you've got a few that you're looking at. You're like, all right, which 12 is going to upset the five? And I was looking at Cutlass, and I was remembering their first album came out when I was in high school. I don't remember if I was a junior or senior. But I remember that album was really solid, like start to finish, front to back. That was a really good first album. Um, but then it, Third Day was the band that I listened to before I was in youth group. Obviously, I listened to them with you, Paul, when we went to that Ichthu or what was the music festival? Agape. Agape. Yeah, we went to Agape. I saw Third Day. I got the 3D tattoo, a uh, temporary tattoo on my arm. And uh, I remember Mac Powell climbing he up climbed the speaker. It. Yes, he climbed up like, the trellis. I was like, where is he going? Oh, he's going all the way to the top. <laughs> so that was a, a great memory for me, even though I was not in youth group yet. I felt like I was transitioning into youth group phase by going to that concert. <laughs> and uh, Third Day, man, they had a couple of really good rock albums uh, before they uh, went worship. And we were kind of talking about this. I was talking about this with a friend recently that Third Day, before they turned worship, they were kind of like the 
Pearl Jam of Christian music. Like they kind of had that vibe, you know, Mac Powell's voice. Hey, it's very Eddie Vedder voice. Yeah. Very much an Eddie Vedder voice. <laughs> so, yeah, you can't always understand what he's saying, but he's like, oh, oh you'll be able to pull your faces on. Hey, oh. um, <laughs> I don't know. That's not even one of their songs, but I know they covered it at some point. <laughs> but uh, Third Day, I'm going with Third Day. I was thinking about the upset with Cutlass, 12 over 5. But, uh, yeah, I'm going five seed third day. Yeah, I remember Cutlass, um, that CD coming out as well. Um, I remember listening to it, but I think third day for me definitely has more of the nostalgic vibes. You know, King of Glory, Your Love, O Lord, Agnus Dei. Like, oh, yeah. You know, like those those ring youth groups to me. So I had to... Um, also put third day through and mark you mentioned third day being like the pearl jam of christian music i always figured cutlass was like the nickelback of christian music oh <laughs> yeah it was just it, just the middle of the road rock they yes. looked like their first album they looked like the guy had a mohawk it looked like they were going to be they had that hard rock look and they yeah. had like one hard rocking song on the album and the rest were like middle of the road and then they went the worship route which again third day did too um but i've always felt like cutlass was the the nickelback of christian but again lots of people love nickelback millions of people love nickelback right millions of people love cutlass too it, they sold like three million albums like it's they're fine like they're doing great they live here in portland area most of them do so um i actually saw john micah at the airport one time when i was uh moving out to portland nice i talked to the and james the bass player i talked to him uh but third day uh had major influence on me in two ways and i was great because they did their uh final tour a couple years ago and i was able to interview mac powell when they came through portland and consuming fire which was on that first album that had the bus on it with mm-hmm. the peach thing mm-hmm. that song was still one of my favorite probably my favorite one of my top three favorite third day songs like great song in six eight time and i really i love six eight i'm a drummer i play <laughs> I love playing in 6-8. It's one of my favorite. And I think part of it is because of that song, because I would rock out to it. And then the other one is on their Conspiracy Number no. 5 album, which was their worst selling album. But oh. which meant, but my favorite, because it was the most like rocky, a little experimental on that. And there was the song Alien. Yes. And oh, right. On our final Sunday at the church that we were at before we left, me and a couple buddies got up to play Alien. Yes. which i'm sure was horrible i'm sure it was just awful <laughs> me and jason and richard nathan singing i don't think i don't know if katie was playing bass with us or not uh i, I remember that time, the five thousand fed group um oh that's right but we got up and we played that song and we wanted to do it and playing that 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 tom fill over and over again realized you know years and years later how much that that drumming like stuck with me and how i like do fills and like compose how i do things that i didn't realize because i didn't listen to them that much after that but that yeah. was like very influential musically on me more than i thought so all that to say i'm taking pearl jam over nickelback and uh we're going to cut the third day moving through <laughs> the first route for that Ooh, this next one is fun. Uh, four seed jars of clay with uh grits. We have another hip hop rap group, rap duo on Goatee Records. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, my life, my life, like, like, ooh, blue CD ah, album. Ah, I remember the cover of the CD, blue had that, had yeah. the big headphones on my Walkman. Uh, I remember the music video for that song. 
Yeah, that was mm-hmm. good stuff. So for you guys, Joseph Clay, Grits, who is playing? For you, who are you moving ahead? For me, it was definitely Jars of Clay. Um, I don't remember listening to Grits at all um, growing up or in youth group. I, I mean, I know the name, but I I don't think I could name a song of theirs. <laughs> um, so uh, for me, it was definitely Jars of Clay. Flood, Love Song for a Savior, classic, classic youth group hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, Grits. It was the one album for me for Grits, but I mean, their name is epic. I mean, if you got a two band group rap duo named Grits, that's just incredible. So I always liked Grits for that. They were always on the samplers. Whenever I'd put a mix CD together, they would always be on it. Um, so they, they did have a you know nice special place in my youth group heart. But Jars of Clay, like you said, their first album... Uh, is that self-titled? Is it a self-titled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. self-titled. And then you've got uh, "If I Left the Zoo." Is that the one with uh, the elephant on it? Yeah, yeah. I, that was yeah. "If I Left the Zoo." There was uh, "Much Afraid." Much Afraid. I was about to say "Not Afraid," but yeah, "Much Afraid." Uh, and then they have some albums out that have come out like since I've graduated college that not many people, I don't think, have dove into necessarily but they're solid albums and their cover of uh, little drummer boy is incredible uh so i go with jars of clay did you know that uh grits actually stands for grammatical revolution in the spirit i had heard that i forgot until you just said that but i had heard that i had not until i wikipedia it so that that is awesome but again yeah i did listen to grits i had the album um when i was going through some of my rap phases in in high school (laughs) i popped them on it's great to see ooh like still getting play sometime like you see that in the back of some tiktok videos and uh some other stuff too so that's good for them but yeah it's got to be jars of clay for me as well uh we saw them at a got by festival uh Mm -hmm. that one year as well they went to greenville college in uh, illinois where that festival was held um as well yeah i we played love song for a savior again just in in church for things me and uh my guitar player and dad sang it for some stuff like there was some you know so there was again a lot of things there i didn't listen to them much i didn't like much afraid i didn't really get into again i had moved kind of past the genre at that point like i was getting moving into my harder rock phase of things but um definitely throughout the youth group days we were rock flood you know that got radio play as well so even just not the nostalgia but like their impact and influence that they had was was pretty huge was pretty huge dan hasseltine awesome as well like like him and what he's continued to do um and speak on throughout the years used i still hear flood at like applebee's like that's on their playlist at applebee's and like chilies you know those random restaurants so yeah they they still have that uh flavor to them also there was a royals player that walked up to flood i can't remember who oh, it is yeah. off the top of my head but uh a royals player even recently was walking up to flood so that was that was cool to hear out at the k um but yeah that that first album start to finish i'll still throw it on every now and then like on a saturday just hanging out around the house just listen to that album from start to finish like the first song is it liquid i think that's the name of the first song i believe so 
man, that thing just hits. Like they they knew how to write a good album. Like they really did. <laughs> and then like the layered harmonies. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm getting yeah. chills. I'm getting chills just thinking about it right now. That was good. Awesome. Well, Jarza Clay moving on over grits. Next we have the newsboys versus five iron frenzy. These are two heavy hitters for us because again, we're we're ska. Yes. We're ska family. Newsboys, though huge i mean they're one of the biggest bands they still are we're talking the original lineup um you know now we have old members of gc talk in there and whatever (laughs) else is going on um they're still touring they're the big you know the drum cage that spins around they have the hugest shows you know from breakfast to love liberty disco Oh my goodness. Stepping it right up to the microphone. Step right up yes. to the microphone. I said, hey man, there's only one way. He wore the uh who was it? Uh Peter Furler wore the uh, cowboy hat during that album phase. Yes. Phil and, Joel, uh, long haired hippie Phil Joel. That oh, is yes. uh that is my wife's like high school crush right there. Oh, that's Phil right. Because when, when I met him, I took the picture. Yes. I said it when I got to meet him in Nashville a couple of years ago. Yes. She like freaked out. She, loved, she loves Phil, some Phil Joel and solo Phil Joel. Not just Newsboys, Phil Joel. But man, yeah, I this is a tough one for me. Yeah, I agree. This one, I went back and forth a lot on this one because in our house, I mean, Newsboys from you know where we were playing it i think we had like a vhs of what did yes, they, did that they was make mine. a movie or they made it they yeah it was newsboys live and they, it was uh right after their take me to your leader tour so yes. they had songs from like kind of earlier newsboys but also pretty much the whole take me to your leader um album was on that live recording (laughs) so i remember watching that all the time um but five iron frenzy ah i think i pants yes like that was a whole that's a whole whole family thing for us bobby really (laughs) no every time like brielle's still sitting here brielle's still sitting here for like two more minutes anytime we hear bobby we go (laughs) Bobby, Bobby's <laughs> pants. So yeah, it's it, this is getting passed on generationally. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love <laughs> it. And so I think, you know, Newsboys, I feel like was definitely more uh, like j- elementary school, maybe for me, mm. elementary school, like beginning of junior high. And then Five Iron Frenzy. Again, I have to attribute you guys to introducing me to Five Iron Frenzy. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but I think, um, you know, just musicality wise, I got to go with Five Iron Frenzy and move them on for the Ooh. upset. Ooh. 11 over six. Oh, man. Do you want me to go next, Paul, or do you want to go? Either way, what do you what do you want to do? What do you think? I'll, I'll go. I'll All go. Right. Um, yeah, the, the, the way with uh, newsboys were kind of youth group for me like it went pre-youth group into youth group for me we went to the love liberty disco tour in the the dome big inflatable dome i did not go to that i i was trying to remember what year that was that might have been in the year 2000 the year 2000 um that was a good year i mean that was a fun year for a lot of people but um yeah the the way that the newsboys uh i don't know they, they 
of course it was after college for me but they they have three movies like made named after maybe five or six now like god's not dead is like a like a series and it was based off of that song that they wrote which is crazy but uh i uh i was i i don't know like that that's just crazy how they kind of kept blowing up after you know youth group for us but for me five iron frenzy i mean you've got our newest album ever Upbeats and beatdowns, proof that the youth are revolting. The live album from Cornerstone, which the live album from Cornerstone, one of my favorite live albums of all time. There's been a lot of good live albums, but that one is it, like it sums up what Five Iron Frenzy is as a band. You got the songs like uh, Flowery Song, you've got O Canada, you've got Combat Chuck, you've got the Pants songs. So I, I mean, I going into this, I saw the newsboys and I'm like, all right, they're going to be like elite eight or something like that. And then I'm like, no, they're not. They're not getting out of the first round. Five iron frenzy for me. 11 over six. Give me the upset. Five iron frenzy. Let's go. And you know, I'm always Scott, 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 Scott. So I'm, I'm all in on five iron too for that. Again, everyone was expecting, I think a DC talk news boys showdown mm-hmm. for the ages, but no, we're, we're a Scott house. We're in with that. Um, news boys still kicking it. They, they still sound the same. They have a new song, like over the last year, remember we turned on the radio, it was on and Emery was like, man, this song sounds really old. And I was like, yeah, it's <laughs> brand new Newsboys. Just FYI. It just sounds like it's still from the nineties. Oh, they have no. not moved on. Uh, good for them for keeping on doing what they do, I guess. But, um, but yeah, Frankenstein. Frank is right. <laughs> I did listen to the live album, uh, last week and, uh, shout out to Marissa Banta for getting the call out on that album. <laughs> Do you remember oh that? yeah 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 i actually totally forgot about that, that she posted she was like she's said things like hey think if you're like what song makes you think of me and i was like i'll tell you which five iron song does the one <laughs> right before they called out your name at cornerstone so funny so five iron frenzy with the upset moving on over the newsboys now it's a battle of pop punk this is like the premier pop punk christian setup here with reliant k and hawk nelson this is a tough one this is a tough one I mean, I can go first on this one because this really wasn't a tough one for me. I, I I don't know why, but I mean, I guess I do know why. It's because Reliant K, I've seen them over 20 times live in concert. I think that it's the most live I've seen of a band of anybody. It was either them or Emery. And it goes back and forth. I can't remember. I, I had it counted up at one point, but I'm getting old. So <laughs> I lost count. But man, Reliant K is one of those bands. The first time I saw them, I think, was when we saw them at New Earth, Paul, yep. with Five Iron Frenzy, the band that just went and through. And Supertones. Uh, no, Supertones wasn't at that one. We it argued was, about this. It was and Five I'm... Iron Frenzy. It was the W's. <laughs> it was Soul Junk. And it was Fillmore. There was five bands on it. Uh, Supertones still, were not at we, that we one. We argued about this sometime in the last year, and I still swear the Supertones Supertones were, were not. Show. They were not on that right. one. It was Five Iron, the W's, All right. Fillmore, Soul Junk, Reliant K. That's All what right. it was. Oh, the, the W's, that, that could have been a good band. They could have been on this band, too. We yeah. were in the swing era, for sure. The Scott swing era for, for us. But All right, but yeah, that show at New Earth, that was their first album. They played, yes. the, they played it front to back. Like, mm-hmm. the set was right in order, and everybody sang every word, and they and were blown away. I got pushed away. on stage. <laughs> I got pushed on stage because it was such a crowded show. Five Iron Frenzy couldn't finish their set because it was so hot. <laughs> they didn't have air conditioning in the basement of that church. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. It, it was an incredible show though. Like I was so glad we got to go to that. Um, but yeah, that was my first Reliant K show. And then I saw them 20 times after that. So, uh, really they were a band that I loved in, you know, junior high, high school, college, after college. I'm, I was looking through their albums earlier and you go from self-titled to anatomy of tongue and cheap two lefts. Don't make a right. Mm-hmm. Which is probably their best album, I think. Mm-hmm. If you go from mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. from start to finish. Uh Five Score and Seven Years Ago, which is kind of an underrated album in my opinion. Forget and Not Slow Down. Uh Air for Free, which came out in 2016. I think a lot of people slept on that one because I think they produced it themselves. And I mean not that this it sounds great, so it's not like a bad production. Just they didn't get the label push like they used to back in the day. Um and there's a song on the five score and seven years ago. The first time I heard it, this is the only song I think that's ever done this to me. It's called deathbed and it features John Foreman on the song. And the first time I, I listened to it, I literally cried in my car. (laughs) I was like, man, this song is so good. Like, cause Reliant K was the fun pop punk band, you know, that Eddie Hawkins dance kind of goofy songs. And then they showed that they could have some seriousness to them as well. And John Foreman coming in at the end of the song. Oh man, I'm getting chills again, talking about it. I do that. that. Music does that to me sometimes. But uh, for for Hawk Nelson, uh, I I knew of Hawk Nelson. I had heard them on the radio. I never saw them live, which is kind of weird. Yeah, they were at can jams and stuff for several yeah. years in a row. So it's interesting. Like, I I figured I would have seen them live at some point, and I don't think I ever did. I remember playing them on Cam and You back in the day um, during the Marky Mark and Chop show, but. They were just, I thought they were always okay. I thought that they were Reliant K light. So for me, I can't pick Reliant K light over Reliant K. Hawk Nelson seem like cool dudes. I can't remember if they're from Canada or not. I feel like they are. Yeah, they Um, they are. They are. So like, A, they're nice dudes, but I go Reliant K. Yeah, I have to agree with everything you you said there. Uh, Reliant K for me is peak high school um again me with my hoodie and my buttons i'm pretty sure i got buttons from one of their concerts that i went to to see reliant k um i had all my friends listen to reliant k uh it was that pop punk era um pressing on sadie hawkins dance they um also did uh the pirates who who won't do anything Right, Veggie Tales. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, they had some great covers. They had a couple cover albums. Yes, and so I mean, and I, like you said, Mark Hawk Nelson is kind of Reliant K light. Um, and yeah, Reliant K sums up youth group for me. I think so. They are moving on easy. All right. Well, that's the consensus, and I'll say I I, I did agree. I put Reliant K, but Hawk <laughs> Nelson again for me. They uh, Letters to the President was a great opening album. It was just some great pop punk licks. They evolved a little bit. Crazy Love album had some more uh, guitar licks and um, a little more rock than punk. And then once Diamonds came in, it was much more like radio friendly um, stuff because they were still playing on Christian radio up until uh, John Steingard 
said, you know, deconstructed and was vocal about not being a Christian so much anymore. And then people decided to pull their songs, even though he wasn't singing, you know, whatever. It was a whole yeah. thing. It was a whole thing. But I'm he wasn't to in the band anymore, right? He wasn't even in the band anymore. No. Yeah. So uh, they broke up for that. <laughs> so but weird. It, it was a whole thing. But he's he's great. I've I had some online conversations with him. I've I've interviewed them and been in the room with them um, several times over there. And you're right. They are great Canadian guys. Um, Matt Thiessen, I mean, dated Katy Perry for a while before she was Katy Perry. They still like write together on some stuff. Be My Escape is probably one of my favorite songs of theirs. Um, and they're continuing to go. They took Semler out on tour, which I wish would have come through Portland and I could have seen it. And that was huge for them to take uh, Semler, who's the openly uh, gay Christian artist artist that topped the apple charts and decided to like yep you're coming on tour with us um and that was that was huge and awesome that they were doing that as well so reliant k is pressing on to the second <laughs> round oh yes. good one sunny with a high of 75 i mean every time i'm doing the weather report right like, oh yeah <laughs> if, if you just want to play that song underneath it oh man all right here's another big big hitters in the first round audio adrenaline Everybody can do the big, big house motions, right? Versus David Crowder Band, the man with the beard. We got the Arctic Fox on stage. It's a whole thing. This one was tough for me. This is maybe the only one that I skewed a little bit in how I viewed it. So Audio Adrenaline was my first mosh pit. We're a band. That was on the Jesus Freak Tour. The Bloom album great album loved it they even had that little like funky jazz thing at the end that was like completely weird that was fun kevin max vocalized for them for a while another uh offshoot they're still going and i don't think anybody from the original band is in the band anymore which means i feel like they're a cover band now but they're yeah they're still officially out of adrenaline but i mean they're we're a band i mean we rocked out to that song non-stop they also had a veggie tales cover which was the hairbrush song yeah, I had that in my notes. That I, I won. That was with the Some Kind of Zombie album. And then they did that. And I won that single off of the radio on Sunday morning from Mike O'Brien, oh, our former radio yeah. professor who wasn't even, we were still in high school. He ended up being a radio professor in college for a little he bit. He still works in my building, by the way. We Does talk. he still work in your building? Yeah. Oh, man. Tell him I said hi. That's fantastic. Uh, but they had a Sunday morning Christian christian couple hours of christian music on the ac station and he did a AUDL. contest udl and i called in before church and won it won the cd and we had that that thing so that that was great david crowder band a little later than youth group i mean open skies was out it was really 2004 when i started in radio christian radio was really like that song was playing i was kind of like eh, okay i mean you got the cool beard all the things <laughs> but over the last since then like the, which is now 20 years crowder's in my top three favorite shows when it comes to live shows crowder for king and country need to breathe probably like as far as like mainstream not rock shows like those are the ones that like i would actually stay to the end of the concert and not just pack up and leave early when we had them because the production the sound all of i mean just incredible and i never listened to their cd couldn't do a cd but we'll listen <laughs> didn't my on the radio it was like yeah but seeing them live was like is incredible love it would still go see crowder today um, and so this is the only one that I switched my <laughs> thinking up and went instead of Audio Adrenaline, which was my 
was really more my youth group experience. I moved Crowder ahead because I love Crowder so much today, which is completely against what I said I was doing, but I don't care. <laughs> it's my choice and I'll do what I want to. I am shocked <laughs> at that choice for you. I, I am shocked and appalled by that. No, just kidding. I'm not really. No, I thought that was great. Really quick about Crowder. I saw him live once because we brought him to MNU when you were the professor, right? Yes. I, yeah, we did. We brought him there. <laughs> Paul was my radio professor for what a year and a half. Yeah, right? a year and a half, two years. Yeah, last two years. So, there. so that was cool um, that we brought David Crowder. I still don't know how we paid for that, but that was awesome. And he played Freebird. Yes, at the end did. of the show because they had a roadie that was on that had been Leonard Skinner's roadie. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we should play Freebird, huh? And then they played the entire Freebird, and it was like incredible. Wow! And he was and- laughing the whole time. Yeah, that was so. That was a lot of fun. That that was a great memory from college for me. Um, and sh- I think Shane and Shane opened, and me and Chops interviewed Shane, Shane and Shane uh, on the phone, which they they wouldn't go on our show during our show because we were ten to midnight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we had to go in in the afternoon and do a recorded interview, which was kind of funny. I I didn't know, you know, back then I thought all radio was live. Right. So uh, you know better now. So, yeah, I know a lot better now, but uh, the David Crowder band, yeah, super. Uh, I like them a lot. They've got a lot of radio hits. I mean, Oh, Praise Him, He Is Holy. Like, I mean, yeah, that's like the same song. I just repeated it, but uh, I, lo- I love it. I, I love his songs, but Audio Adrenaline for me, man, like you said, they've got all those great songs. I, I need to look at my notes here so I don't mess it up. Big House, Get Down, Ocean Floor. And the Millennial Meltdown Tour. I know I talked about it with Sixpence and on the Richer in a previous bracket. Millennial Meltdown Tour in the year 2000 was incredible. First time I saw Audio Adrenaline, and I loved it. I'm going Audio Adrenaline. Not mad at it. Katie, deciding vote. Oh, boy. Tiebreaker. So for me, my thoughts around here was David Crowder was just at the end of my youth group experience. Um, and I don't think we played him as much, you know, in our house and I'd never had the CDs, um, but audio a we had, and like, what youth group did you not sing big, big house? Like that is quintessential youth group song right there. Um, so I had to move audio adrenaline forward. Not mad at it. It's the correct choice for youth group, but I just. Crowder, the beard pulled me in. Respect. But oh man, he, yeah, I won't the go. We'll keep, we'll keep moving on because, man, this is going to be a long episode, but we're <laughs> going to press on here. This one's interesting. Number two, Hillsong United versus 15, Cademan's Call. Hmm. And I have lots of thoughts, but I'm fine not going first. So for me, Hillsong, I think for all of us, or Hillsong United, they have songs that we all know, right? But for me, Kademan's Call, I had, I could, as soon as I saw that name, which is a name I haven't thought of in probably 20 years, but I could picture the two CDs that I had. It was like an orange album and then like a green. I, again, I can't remember exactly what Acres. was on there. Acres. 40 Acres. 40 I think Acres. Was the name of the album. Yes. Um, and so, and I looked them up on Spotify and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is nostalgic for me um and that brought me right back to junior high high school so i did a big upset and i moved forward kademan's call 
That's Hayward awesome. Call 15 over two. St. Peter's with the upset again. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we had the Hillsong worship. I mean, Darling yes. Check, like the original Hillsong cassette tapes were in our pars. Yes. Right? Like, that is that what that song. was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because yeah. I was trying to remember as I was looking up Hillsong United, I'm like, I remember they had a bunch of live albums. Yep. The live worship experiences. For some reason that didn't connect with me at that time. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, that was, I could sing of your love forever. That was um, a lot of, I mean, they had a lot of, again, it was that modern worship stuff that was just coming in. Um, at that time for us in the nineties and early two thousands where, you know, Hillsong United oceans is still like one of my favorite songs, probably like that one, that that one was so overplayed and I never got sick of it and I always turned it up, you know, but that was way later, you know, that was way later than youth group for me. And you're right. Cademan's call was youth group. That was that era. And even following Derek, uh, Derek Webb's journey again, after, after that too recently, Cademan's Call is actually getting back together for a performance at the Ryman. Oh, wow. Soon my band performed center aisle one time at church for, for a show that we did there. So Cademan's Call again, yeah, very, very youth groupy, influential Hillsong United later. If it was Hillsong just in general, then that was more, you know, more that era, but also, then we yep. get into off-field issues, but we don't even have to go there. We yeah. don't even have to go there because Cademan's Call, for me, was my youth group era, and we'll take that. Mark, for you? So it was – is I? there's so much, like, Hillsong, like, that I don't – I mean, I, I don't even know. There's, like, Hillsong, California, Hillsong, <laughs> Australia, Hillsong, New York, Hillsong, Kansas City has a church now. I'm like, I don't understand all the Hillsong stuff, I guess, necessarily, but – um, was Brooke Frazier Hillsong United or just Hillsong? Like I, some, I still don't get the difference because sometimes <laughs> they're like there's differentiating like Hillsongs even, uh, Hillsong worship. I think they're in a different bracket. Uh, but Brooke Frazier was awesome. I saw her at the Record Bar touring with William Fitzsimmons Ooh. Uh, back in the day, and I don't think I don't even know. I think she did one Hillsong song that she wrote it was her she wrote a lot of songs but um yeah she was on the worship side of things she was on hillsong worship okay yeah, yeah. so hillsong united i didn't really have a connection with them i really like cayman's call the 40 acres album you said the green album i always call it the green album too and then i looked closer at it the other day and it's a field of corn it's literally 40 acres of corn oh that's what it is well so that makes sense that makes sense <laughs> i know i was like okay 40 acres it's all good cademan's call 15 upset over two we all picked it we all nailed it. it we all got it right and they're moving on and i know people listening this gonna be like now how did they pick them over hillsong worship well that's the way it goes. When we have our own show, you can join the Facebook group. We'll search uh, CCM Madness on Facebook, and you can give your opinions there. But you're going to listen to ours now as we go back up to the top of the bracket. Guys, we got a big one here. We got a big one. We have uh, the number one seed DC Talk versus family favorite, the OC Supertones. This what one. Are, what are you going to do? This what are you going to do? This one was tough. This one was really hard. Um, but for me, I had to go DC Talk to move forward. I think just the 
Im- overall impact of DC Talk. And when I think of youth group, I think DC Talk kind of rings more youth group vibes to me. I, um, yeah, saw DC Talk several. Again, we did the Jesus Freak Tour, Supernatural Tour, uh, Mosh Pit to Jesus Freak, got a water bottle from somebody in the Supernatural Tour. That one was with the W's and Jennifer Knapp. That was a great tour. Um, that was, I think, wasn't that Kevin Max? Kevin Max's water, water bottle? bottle? It might have yeah. been. It was either Kevin or Michael. Because I remember we were all try- fighting, fighting over it. To get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Mark, as you mentioned, uh, how many times you've seen Reliant K, the OC Supertones, I've seen more than any other band on this list. And I will bleed horn section until I die. Ska, ska, ska for life. I put the Supertones over I'm not DC surprised. Talk. And it's not the right choice for maybe what would happen in real life. DC Talk could still sell out stadiums today, but I'm going to that underground Supertones show and I'm skanking until I fall to the ground. <laughs> Supertones for life. That's a great choice. That is a great choice. Uh, I mean, it's like, I keep saying it. It's like Arkansas over Kansas. You don't expect it, but it happens sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But when I was looking at this one, I was going back and forth on this one too, because the Supertones, I just remember hanging out with my boys in youth group. You know, I got cost the Heathcoats. We were hanging out, listening to the OC Supertones, Matt Collins, Hunter. What's up guys. If you're listening to this, what's happening. We're still friends on Facebook and see each other. Not often, but what's up. <laughs> we were always listening to the Supertones, but at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, DC talk for me, man, I, I, I love it. And I hate it. Cause I wanted to put the Supertones through, but I got to go DC talk because man, I still, I'm still just going back and forth to it. But DC talk for me, my bracket is busted. <laughs> my bracket Sorry. is busted. Oh man. All right. Well, let's move on. This Paul's is disappointed. Good I am. I'm not surprised, <laughs> but I'm disappointed. Uh, third day versus jars of clay guys. This is a huge four or five matchup. Very close. Again, uh, both had long careers, big success. Both are right in our youth group eras at like their peaks. This was a tough one. Katie, what yeah. do you think? I agree. Um, Like we had talked about in previous rounds, you know, third day, solid, solid, solid group. But for me, I had to move Jars of Clay forward. I think it was just a nostalgic factor for me. This one wasn't as tough as I thought it, it would be for me. Like, as I was going through it, I'm like, all right, this is to go to the Sweet 16 here. Um and third day they were great i liked their rock album their worship albums not as much for me uh they had a couple live albums i mean agnes day one i mean you can't go wrong with agnes day one i mean hallelujah i mean you got to get that vocal i mean it's such a good like southern rock vocal but i love jars of clay uh they're creativity on that first album just like keeps bringing me back in and i gotta go jars of clay to continue on 
I, I, I'm with you on the fact that it was it was tough because again, if I I, I I did this one very fast, I tried to go very fast through this and really not think mm-hmm. about it and just be like, again, what do I remember and go like through it. And when I stop and think again, I talked about the influence Third Day had on me, and um, you know, even times recently, I've gotten to to talk with Mac Powell and and all that stuff. But no, I did the same. I said Jars of Clay, just classic classic youth group through the '90s flood. Just had that album influenced. Uh, the band I was in at the time a lot. We played a lot of those songs as covers and Dan Hasseltine and the guys still today. Great guys. Love what they're doing. Love what they're standing for. Love Jars of Clay. On to the Elite Eight. Well, now we have another guy. Guys, this is another one. We have Ska versus Pop Punk right here, right? Five Iron Frenzy versus Reliant K. I'll start this one out, right? Because I think you know where I'm going to go with this. Because mm-hmm. again, it is... It's Reliant K, beast of a band, still going. Sadie Hawkins, I forgot to mention, Sadie Hawkins dance got banned from my first radio station, 1030 The Light, because it was requested so much, the owner called in and it was like, we will never play this song ever again. Because it's so annoying. And so we we were banned from playing Sadie Hawkins dance. People loved it that much, which was so funny. Saw that first concert. But again, I'm Scott for Life, Five Iron Frenzy. When you think about Supertones of Five Iron Frenzy, seeing Supertones the most, Five Iron Frenzy was a better band. They had a better horn section. They had more complex music. They had more complex lyrics. Lyrically speaking and belief system-wise, that I didn't even understand probably at the time where they were at. <laughs> and I do now, and I love it. Um, and the, the church that they have there in Denver that they still are doing stuff out of does, does great work as well. It's a hilarious show. That live album I listened to again last week just to like that was they like the big uh blow up fish remember that mark i think that was at a youth front show they like yes fish into the crowd and jeff yes. uh jeff the girl you got on that, that was the one with supertones it was okay. the youth front show with john rubin yeah yeah they, that was a different yeah. one i don't know there were so many shows we went to so <laughs> many shows but anyway because of that because i'm scott 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 for life i had to move five iron frenzy forward for me over reliant k but it was Tough. I hated to see this match up so early. Yeah, I mean, like what you said, Five Iron Friends and Reliant K kind of go like hand in hand for me because the first time I saw either of those bands was in the basement of New Earth Coffee House in Kansas City. And so I tie my uh, my feelings to both of them together. And it's tough for me to pick a winner in this round. Love Five Iron Frenzy, love Reliant K. Uh, seen them both several times, but like... I mentioned earlier Reliant K. I keep going back into the well of Reliant K, and I love what they do. I love what they do. I still listen to them a lot. I really do. They're a pop punk band. They're goofy, but they can get serious at times. Five Iron Frenzy can actually do that too. Yeah. So I can't. I can't pit that against Five Iron. Oh man. I like I said. I I I've been going back and forth. I'm gonna go Reliant K. Reliant K for me. Well, I will rip off the Band-Aid quickly here for this one. It was Reliant K for me all the way. Definitely. Like, Five Iron Frenzy, I agree with you, Paul. Like, seeing this matchup so early is painful. Um, But I had to move Reliant K forward. They were very formative of my high school years. So had to move them forward. 
my bracket is so busted guys <laughs> like i'm so busted in this bracket right now oh, um, no. i was just too far ahead of you too far ahead of you, you guys were too close um all right well this means we have another matchup here uh audio a now versus uh caveman's call now this is not a matchup that i had so would you guys like to go first or would you like me to on the spot make a decision here on this what would you prefer uh- I'll go, go I'll for go for it. Okay, I'll you go. guys go first. Yeah. I'll finish it up. I'll go. Um, so this one, this one was a little easier for me, I think. I think audio A, um, I, as I mentioned in the last round, like I I have big big house and youth group are just synonymous to me. Like they just go hand in hand. Um, and as much as I loved Kadem and Call and I loved um those albums that I owned, um, I had to move audio A forward for this youth group region. Yeah, I think I that's kind of my feeling on this one too. I mean, we mentioned all the albums earlier, all the hit songs, and just what Audio Adrenaline meant to me and to youth groupians around the country. I feel <laughs> like at the time, from like, I mean, I was going to say from 99 to, you know, 2005, but man, they were like 96. Yeah. yeah. 2006. Yeah. I mean, they were like a decade long youth group band. So I'm going audio adrenaline over Caden's call. How about you, Paul? Yeah, I'm going to have to do that too. Again, same reason it is. It's big loop houses. We're a begging. We're a band for me. That was like, we were getting yelled at to stop rocking the van while we were driving down the highway. Cause we we're jumping <laughs> up and down doing the thing. My first mosh pit ever. Um, it, it, it was audio way, audio way, quick and easy to get through there. Love Cademan's call. Excited to see them online again. Done with audio A. All right. So now we're down to the elite eight. We got two more matchups here and they're all right around that same era almost, you know, guys. So we have DC talk versus jars of clay. Again, my brackets busted. So all these are going to be on the fly for me from here on out. I had super tones to the final four, you know, I did. So, uh, so, so go ahead, go ahead and go first. DC talk jars of clay. Uh, for me, I, um, you know, I was thinking about more of like my youth group experience and I think jars of clay while they were around during my youth group time, I think DC talk was a little bit more prevalent for my youth group days. Um, so I moved to DC talk forward for the next round. Yeah. This seed number one seed. Yep. Number one seed. I I was really hoping that DC Talk and Jars would be on opposite sides of the bracket. I wanted to see this, like, I wanted to see them in an Elite Eight, like, matchup. But what, man, what it came down, uh, (laughs) man, I don't know. Like, this is, I just keep going back and forth on this one because, jars of clay that first jars of clay album i keep going back to it it's such a good album um and i mean their albums after that much afraid if i left the zoo man those were just classics but when i think about dc talk and like their progression from free at last to jesus freak to supernatural like they're the same band but they like progress so like nicely i guess you could say as they went and I wrote down DC Talk. I wrote down DC Talk to win one over four, but that was a tough one for me. I I love both was, of those bands. Yeah, they were like if, when you think of like the big three, 
for me, it was like mm-hmm. DC Top, Jars of Clay, Audio Adrenaline. That's the big three. And yeah. then Third Day was kind of like the fourth, Step Brother. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, that's for me, like it was kind of DC Top, Jars of Clay, Audio Adrenaline coming up from before I was in youth group, getting into youth group, and then even going beyond youth group as I left for college, as I left my youth group, I left them there with DC Talk and Jars of Clay and Audio Adrenaline. So yeah, but DC Talk for me. Yeah, taking a look at this matchup uh, right now on the fly, I'm going to have to go with DC Talk too, because again, just of the the huge scope of what they were. Uh, Fun Jars of Clay story though, they did come when I was working at 1030 The Light. They played in Lawrence, oh, somewhere. It wasn't one of the big venues. I can't remember where it was though. But they Bottle played neck, Liberty Hall. Liberty, I think it might have been Liberty Hall. Who they played, and uh, our the Christian station wasn't the sponsor. It was the AAA station the, when the Planet was around. The Planet ninety seven three. Oh yeah, got that show because I think they had had they had flood and they had another hit from Much Afraid that was trying to go over there, and um, we me and our promotions director Adam we sticker bombed the roller banner at the front of the stage that the planet had. We took all of our radio station stickers. We stood up right at the front of the stage and sticker bombed all across it. And then like stepped back a little guerrilla marketing. That's what I call uh, radio wars, baby radio wars. They, they had no idea who we were. They didn't care. It didn't do anything, but that was, that was fun. And I gave Dan Hasseltine my card and said, Hey, call me and I'll do an interview with you. And then he didn't call me. So uh, because of that, I'm moving DC talk. Uh <laughs> forward into the elite eight from the sweet 16 all right now again power hitters you mentioned mark audio adrenaline in your big three but now we have reliant k the band you've seen the most this was a really tough one for me again like this this whole elite eight sweet 16 even round of 34 was or 32 was pretty tough but reliant k audio adrenaline man this was so tough for me because i could have put either of these two into the elite eight really either of these teams it's almost a toss-up for me but Audio A had, I think, three albums that I really liked. And for Reliant K, it's like five or six albums that are core albums for me. So I am going with Reliant K over Audio Adrenaline. Although going into it, I thought I was going to have Audio Adrenaline and DC Talk or Jars of Clay in the Elite Eight matchup. I went Reliant K with the upset over Audio, oh, I guess it's not an upset. Audio Adrenaline was ranked seventh, which is a little, uh, I think, off. That's bulk. Yeah, that's bulk. Yeah. Audio Adrenaline was uh, underseated here, but Reliant K with the win over Audio Adrenaline for me. Haiti, what do you got? I agree with you, Mark. Um, you know, I had not as many albums, but maybe like one audio, the Bloom album um, from Audio A that is very nostalgic for me, but Reliant K, it really is just the summation of my youth group experiment experience. So I had to move Reliant K forward as well. That settles it right there with two votes. For me on the fly here, I, I think if going with that logic of summing up a youth group experience for me it would have to be audio a again Mm -hmm. being older that was when those first albums were coming out and that was reliant k was was later on you know into the late high school early college years for me so for youth group it would have been audio a but reliant k my favorite band out of the two that again i'll still pull up in playlists today glad they're still touring and doing awesome things so that comes to the showdown of the biggest band of all time ish in dc talk (laughs) or reliant k i had supertones versus five iron frenzy here 
<laughs> of course I did. Of course you did. But, um, but DC Talk versus Reliant K, guys. This one was really hard for me because I feel like DC Talk is junior high youth group. Mm. Reliant K is high school youth group for me. Mm. And so this was really like, uh, I, I this one I really went back and forth on a lot just thinking about who do you move forward with that because i feel like both of them had such an impact but it was different time periods in the youth group um but ultimately i went ahead and moved forward reliant k um just because i just have so many good memories um high school see i saw them in concert um at least once, maybe multiple times. I can't recall. Um, and Matt Thiessen, I'm pretty sure I had a crush on him too. So, you know, got to move them forward. That is, I mean, a solid pick. It really is. Reliant K, you can't go wrong with Reliant K if you're going to pick them through. Paul, do you want to go? You didn't pick one, did you? I didn't. I feel like I need to... Uh... I feel like I need to wait since I didn't. I feel like I need to have you guys do the honors here. Okay. Did you have this matchup? Was this your matchup that you had? This was my matchup. All right. Then I think I think you should go ahead and go since you did the research. I, I left these guys behind. I wish we'd all been ready. Uh, they covered that song. <laughs> they covered that. DC Talk covered that yes. song at their Supernatural tour, which I have the live album of that, by the way, somewhere. I don't know where it's at. It's in my CD booklet somewhere. Um, Reliant K. Oh, man. this. So this is... This is literally what has been bugging me for the last three hours. Like even before we started, before we even started doing this podcast, I was going back and forth waffling because when I filled out my bracket, let's be honest, I had DC talk. I'm just going to say it right now. I had DC talk winning the whole freaking bracket, but I'm flipping it and ripping it. I can't even believe that I'm doing this right now because I had DC talk. You can look, I don't want to show my whole bracket to you guys, but I had DC talk winning the whole thing. And I, 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 I don't know why I I'm feeling this way as we're going live talking. I know that the, the, the look on your guys' face, I know that people listening to this podcast can't see it, but they were wow. in shock as I That's just a... flipped my pick from DC talk to Reliant K because DC talk was like, we talked about earlier. They were like pre uh, youth group. They were junior high youth group and they were like early high school youth group. Reliant K was literally seventh grade. Their first album came out and then wow. they, they just put every album all the way, like ninth grade, new album, mm-hmm. 11th, 10th grade, 11th grade, new, like they put out a new album, like every year and a half, every two years. So like every year of my youth group, I was getting a new Reliant K album and just going ham with it. And like, I still love DC talk. I was still listening to supernatural. I was still listening to Jesus freak. I was still listening to uh, free at last. I wasn't listening to new thing, but I just because of the Reliant K progression through youth group, as it says, youth group region. Yes. I went Reliant K. I had DC talk literally winning the Lord of the dance and I am flipping. I don't know what to do with my bracket now, but it's Reliant K. I guess I don't know. They're in the final for me. Wow. That's amazing. So again, going off of now that I'm looking at this matchup and again, if we're sticking with what's the youth group, I'm the OG, I'm the Mm -hmm. old head. And I would have had to go with DC talk because that was my youth group experience, which means Mark that deciding vote, that flip 
Yeah. Did move Reliant K into the final four. You did it. It's locked in. It's locked oh. in. It now cannot be changed. You've locked in that vote. I know that I've disappointed so answer. many people. I've disappointed so many people. I may have I may have made some people glad listening to this too. I may have disappointed a few people, but I mean that was again a really yeah. tough matchup. Again, going off body of work, and I'm with you even till to this mm-hmm. day. Bigger fan of Reliant K. We'll listen to their music. Love what they're still doing on tour. Um and and everything that they're doing moving forward. So it's not it's not wrong. It's not wrong because it's your opinion. And I know, but it is my it bracket, is. I, I still haven't even crossed you out bu- my bracket. You busted your own bracket. <laughs> what was that? Bracket. It was, it's absolutely wild, but I, I had to wild. go with my, my gut as we were talking through wow. it. So, Well, that's it. It's the youth group region winner is Reliant K and who they face in the final four. We'll find out about next time in the CCM radio region, which I'm excited to talk about. Uh, I got feelings and opinions being in Christian radio for 18 years. um, I got, so we're going to talk through that and we'd love to know your thoughts as well. Again, we started a Facebook group, just search for CCM madness. It's a public group. You can join, you can comment on the threads that have to do with this podcast to give your opinions, your thoughts, rip Mark for changing his mind there at the end, post your own brackets and we'll have some fun discussion. And then of course, you know, subscribe to the podcast. So you know, what's coming up next when we launch the the final regional episode, and then we'll break down the final four from that as well. And then that's it. We'll, we'll have the Lord of the dance here in two more episodes, subscribe. So you're notified Share it with your youth group buddies so you guys can join in the discussion. Give us a good rating as well. Thanks for listening. Bye. Getting into you because you got to me.